The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 Stations Strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside this broadcast, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You can follow both of them on Twitter, Facebook, online. He's one of our Lions NFL insiders. Just came back from the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. We'll talk about the Lions connections there in the state of Michigan. Uh, connections on players he saw last week. We'll also reflect on one of the toughest 30 minutes of football in Lions franchise history. Not even a full 30 minutes. We'll go with... 23 minutes that second half against the Niners. Brad Holmes yesterday kind of went off on the media. And as I said on Ad Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, I think he was targeting his emotions off of the Super Bowl week and the Lions aren't part of the conversation. And he went after some of the media members because he's PO'd like all of us are that this week isn't about the greatest story in Super Bowl history. It would be like the Cubs when they made the World Series, that Jeff Risden would be in Vegas. We're probably doing this show right now at some hotel in Vegas. We're set up in the Luxor. Uh, Whatever, I don't care care if we're at Bob's oil change at the corner (laughs) of the Strip. We'd be there. The Lions would, Kansas City, Mahomes, Kelsey, Swift, those stories our old, this is the Lions. You know, they say 330,000 people this weekend. If the Lions are there, it might have been a half a million, if not more. So that's where I go back to Holmes yesterday, Jeff. And by the way, welcome in. That when I heard his tone, when I looked at his face, when he jumped on a couple of media guys, it was him letting out the frustration of the fact that this week still isn't about a Lions season that could or could have Concluded on Sunday, beating a team you beat to start the year 
and the Lions a Super Bowl champion. You know, he, he certainly took advantage of his opportunity there. And by the way, when you just said what you're talking about in Las Vegas, I could have met Taylor Swift this week. Dadgummit. Yeah, well, keep that on the bucket list. Yeah, maybe next year. I think I think he's going to ask her to marry him. What if he does it? Wouldn't that be something if, if they win did? the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. They win the Super Bowl, and he gets on his knee. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's, uh, it's even more. That, that's that's more than they can possibly script into the NFL. We're, we're, we're breaking down the puppy bowl later. Yeah, the golden the golden retrievers are a lock. The Labradors <laughs> don't have a shot. Labradoodles uh, are always a good one, though. Yeah, but just just think about this, yeah. dude. That where where we could be right now. We could be, and we were close. We were real close. And I, 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 I do think that there is something to what you said about Holmes, like being. I don't want to say envious because that's not the right word, but like he knows they could be there and that that they're that close. And one of the things that he talked about yesterday, and Dan talked about it last week when he spoke to the media, was that they 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 do think that this is the start of something. And we all do. No, and that's yeah. why when he was saying, oh, we're not Cinderella, nobody has called out this team that they were a one-hit wonder. That That was my first thought that he is still angry. About that loss. Not angry at the team. They had a great year. Everybody, ownership, front office, coaches, players. That you were a player or two away from being in Vegas as NFC champions. And now you're playing with house money in the Super Bowl. And if you win it, you're coming down Woodward with the greatest sports moment in the state of Michigan's history. They're that close. They were. They were. They were. That ball bouncing off of a face, off of Kendall Vildor's face uh, mask, to the right or the left. And Brandon Ayuk doesn't catch that. And if that fumble, doesn't happen, the I don't, fumble I don't against it if he's in the right spot. Just the little things like that, and that's 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 where the Lions are going to grind this offseason is to make sure you know you if you ever watch a Brad Holmes press conference, but especially if you watch an uh, an Aaron Glenn press conference, they harp on MAs, missed assignments. Just the little ones that happened in that game. That that the Ayuk play was just a fluke. Like that's, yeah, Vildor probably needs to catch that ball, but like that's a fluke one. But like he was where he was supposed to be. But that Gibbs lining up on the wrong side. You had, you had another play in that game where Panay Sewell actually ran to the wrong hole to block, and Montgomery got hit for a loss on it on a play where if Panay blocked where he was supposed to. It would have been gold. Like just the little things uh, like Reynolds, that. And Reynolds, you know, catching. Yeah, Josh Reynolds not catching forearms. the. That's a great call if Josh Reynolds catches it. Like nobody's talking about. Oh, Dan, his play calling is terrible. At the twenty-one of San Francisco. The clock now is going to go under seven minutes. Yeah. And even if they, even if they hit fourth down again, they're going to get a chip shot field goal. They've matched field goals now with the Niners, and you're going to have five minutes uh, left. That's with a field goal, or if you go punch it in. They got a field goal to start the second half. You drove right down their throats like you did all first half, and you punch it in, and you're up 21, and it's, it's game right, over. It's right there for them. And uh, if Josh Reynolds catches that ball, we're talking about the Lions being in the Super Bowl this week. I agree. I, I, I have that pin to my Twitter, and it won't come down it's, it was until right they there. get to a Super Bowl. You know, the, just the little mistakes like that. And, and San Francisco, Man. to their credit, didn't make those mistakes, and that's why they're there. Kansas City didn't make those mistakes. That's why they're there. That's where the Lions have to grow now is that they've got the young core. They've got the people in place. They got the coach. They got the quarterback. They got the wide receiver. They got they got a lot of things. They just got to get a little bit sharper, and they got a little bit, little bit deeper 
and uh, maybe a couple of impact players here and there, but they're they are right there, well, right what, there. What about the second, the first field goal pass? I agree with Reynolds should have caught it. The yeah. second one when your team's reeling and it's 27-24, and I think it would have been a forty-eight yarder, right? That's correct. Yeah, by the money badger. Yeah. You made a switch at kicking to bring him in. I know he kicks better indoors than outdoors, which a lot of kickers do in the world of sports. But your team needed a lift at that time, and he was saying, well, we'll get the first down. I'm thinking, kick the three, your team's tied, we're still in this. And even at, even through all of our breakdowns, since that game ended in-game, we'll, we'll, go, we'll roll it back to in-game, they still were only a score away they were right there. They were um, right there. So that's where I look at it and say, you know, that one just kick a 48 yarder. If you miss it, you went for the points and no one's going to complain that you didn't go for it on fourth down again. Nobody. I think there would be some people that would be like, why'd you, why, you know, why'd you, but that, that's the here though. The, the thing was with that one, that was a really, really, really bad play call from Ben Johnson. Oh that, my that play, like, what do you, Goff, Goff's not a runner. Like they just, they deliberately moved up. Like, what are you doing? What what's worked for you all day? What hasn't ever worked for you? And they ran what hasn't ever worked for you. Uh, that was that was a Ben Johnson gaffe, and that's one of those. You know, he's a fantastic overall coordinator. He has those times though where you're like, dude, just stop. I know you're smart. I know you're creative. Go get a first down. <laughs> well, before if you think about it, if we roll it back because. They suckered him in thinking it was man coverage, and they dropped back into a zone, and yeah. Goff basically just threw it away, right? Exactly. 49ers, 49ers are pretty good, too. Well, it's that. a fourth down play, just throwing it away really looks pathetic in the NFC Championship game. But let's go back to the first fourth down call when Reynolds dropped it. If you remember on the third and five, I think they had St. Brown in the backfield. They did. So why aren't you having Montgomery between the tackles where you've been dominating all game again. That's that's where uh, that's where Ben Johnson doesn't earn his money. Um, that's is it an experience still? I, th- I think so. I think some of it is still though that he's. I don't think he always envisions what the defense is trying to do. I think he's trying to be the manipulator, and when the defense catches onto it and catches up to it, he can be manipulated a little bit in the opposite direction. Now, he's really good at recovering from that. Like once he sees it once, he'll learn. But it, they got him on that one. That happens. There's good coaches on that 49ers team. Yeah, I just was going to say, it's more than obvious that from that point on that fourth and three that Kyle Shanahan and his staff outcoached Campbell and his staff. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. And that's not enough. You know, it's not hyperbole. And it was the NFC Championship game. The Niners are a powerhouse for real. I'll get your prediction on the game. I think they're yeah. going to... It wouldn't surprise me if they win by double digits on Sunday. Oh, we're going to disagree on that one. Well, it's Mahomes <laughs> and Kelsey, and yeah. I know I know you become a Swifty over the last few weeks. He just admitted <laughs> he would have met Taylor Swift, even though she's in Japan doing more oh, that's shows. True. She is, isn't she? Yeah, forgot about that. She's in Japan, All right, logistics, doing more shows in front of sixty thousand people, like she needs more money. Yeah. I could have met Carrot Top, though. One of one of my best oh, friends on the on the Scotty Trail. That's a, that, that's a spectrum. That's a spectrum from Taylor Swift to Carrot Top. I could have met Carrot. Is he still doing shows? He is. He's very good, actually. Um, does he still have his trunk and everything? He does. Is he doing the same show he was doing like 30 years ago? He, he, he's modified a little bit, but yeah, he's... he's. Is he, he from Cleveland? No, he's from Florida. Um, and he, by the way, looks like he will rip your arms off. He's 
ripped, shredded. So huge. carrot top is roiding. Yeah, uh, probably. I, I would guess so. Carrot top. Uh, maybe he's juicing with the carrots. I don't. Maybe know. maybe he just uh, enough of being teased about his red I hair. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So. Uh, Carrot Top also happens to listen to the same sort of music that I do. So it would have been fun to meet Carrot Top. And he, one of my best friends on the scouting trail spent an hour with him yesterday. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was Carrot here. Top. Wow. Sent pictures to me. Is he doing a show in Vegas? Yeah, he's, he's residency in Vegas at, at Planet Hollywood, I think. It Are is. you serious? Yeah. Wow. He's very big. It's, hard, it's actually hard to get tickets for that. <laughs> do they give them away free? That's why maybe, it's hard. To maybe they pay for the room a little bit. Okay. I don't know. What? <laughs> it's hard to get tickets because there's. It's in a five-seat arena. <laughs> there's there's five seats. It's sold out every night. Carrot Top at Planet Hollywood. We went into a strange direction there, didn't we? <laughs> um, no, because, you know, the Vegas thought, we had it set up with a sponsor, with everything good to go. It's halftime, okay? It's halftime. I'm talking with Marty Boer for the Michigan Sports Network. I'm on the American Airlines app. Oh, no. And I'm looking at right after the game, I'm going to book, or when it's put away, I'm going to book my flight there, my flight back. Marty had worked out a deal with a resort where we were going to do the show from this resort in exchange for the rooms. We had a, a major sponsor. We also had secured and we're going to pay to be in a suite sharing with somebody who offered suite tickets at a high dollar, but we're going to be in that suite. It was all set. It was Nirvana. It's 24-7, it Jeff. It was right there. I, I, it, it was right there. I wasn't worried. I They were so dominant in the first half against the Niners in the NFC Championship game. That was the most confidence I've ever had in a Lions team based on how good they looked. In the first thirty minutes, they were fantastic. That was that was as good a football as they can possibly play against a caliber of opponent that they were playing. So, if you were just pounding it like that, I get that the Niners were making adjustments. It's football, but when you had those critical situations, why aren't you on the third down running it when you caught them off guard so much? Thinking on third down in the first half, you're going to be throwing it there. It's a lesson learned. The biggest lesson there is, hey, Reynolds catches that ball, you know, eight times out of ten, right? Yeah. I think the lesson learned is for Dan Campbell and his staff to look at, look how good our game plan was and worked in the first half, but look at our adjustments. And really, we defense made a stop. They only got three to start the second half. I said, biggest drive of the game. They scored a touchdown. Niners are going to win this. They get a field goal. I said, Lions go down, just match the field goal, get a touchdown, it's over. And then that's when the chess game really started that, to favor where, the Niners. And that's where Kyle Shanahan. And the had, crowd came back. The crowd did come back. The they players came back. The body language, even Shanahan on the sidelines, the look on his face near halftime and the confidence in Dan Campbell. I'm like, this is big. And then, after the drop, when they scored that touchdown, it was a tsunami of emotion up and down with the coaches and players, and that crowd was into it. Crowd was crazy. And and that's where Kyle Shanahan has been to a Super Bowl before. Mm. He's been in those big game situations before. Dan Campbell's never coached in that. None of his assistants have really coached in that. And it showed. And next year would be... This is when we talk about, like, in the NBA. Like... 
you got to beat you got to take your lumps in the playoffs before you can advance up. Remember the Pistons back in the 80s um and into the early 90s. And they were beaten up by Michael right. for a while they, and then they, finally the it was the passing of the torch, right? right? But but before that the Pistons had to beat the Celtics and they couldn't do it and then Lakers, they did. They had trouble with right Lake, the Showtime. Lakers right. Lakers that was a great team. But that's that's sort of the the progression line. And it happens in the NFL too. Like you don't see a lot of teams that get to win the Super Bowl if they hadn't been there. Like the New York Giants when they beat the, the Patriots. People forget that was a pretty good football team for a couple of years before that. They had they had been into the postseason. They didn't quite make it, but they learned from it. And then you get teams like like Atlanta in the Super Bowl that they lost when they were up twenty eight to three. Mm. They sort of rose up from out of nowhere and they couldn't handle it. And then they they went away. I don't get any sense at all that these Lions are like those Falcons. None. No, no, and they aren't. It's not a one-hit wonder. And I will say San Francisco had the pain of the year before of losing the NFC Championship game on the road. right? Yeah. Without Brock Purdy. With, was with, with their top three quarterbacks they had hurt. had the UCL injury, and yeah. they go to – and they watch Philly, and Philly should have won that Super Bowl. But again, Mahomes, the magician, right? Mahomes is good. Yeah, well, it's tough to bet against him. <laughs> yeah, it is. When, when someone said, hey, what's the line in this game? And I said, it's Baltimore uh, plus like six and a half or something, or five and a half, whatever it was. And I said, I go, man, it is tough to bet against Mahomes. And you watched. Look at how John Harbaugh was outcoached by Reed and his staff. And look at the pressure at home. And this is where the Lions – Similar at halftime had the Niners, Jeff. Yeah. Lamar Jackson in that game, you could see him pressing from the start. He wanted that Super Bowl and AFC title so bad. Run the ball, John. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they uh they they ran I think it was four designed runs in the second half. But of they the were game. chasing points a lot. They were. But and, uh third third and two. Might want to give it to your running back that's averages four and a half per carry. And just some uncharacteristic throws by Jackson. But, but again, that, that's that's the pressure of the playoffs, and the Lions are learning that. Say that they, close to the goal line, They will right? be better next year for it. I'm convinced of that. Well, I think, I think they they'll are be too. a better team. That's why, I, like I said, I don't agree with Holmes saying, you know, getting on the media and, well, we drafted Sue. I, I, I just, that was the first time. That I've heard Brad Holmes that I didn't like it. I get you can the media, you know, receipts and yeah, held can... accountable, but that wasn't the spot, man. I, I, I didn't hear anybody bringing up any trades during the playoffs. All those writers who have been all over the Lions in a positive way, really since the middle of last year, I haven't read any negative hit pieces. I, I it, no. it, it wasn't the spot for me. But why I'm able to look at Holmes and give him a free pass is that everybody is emotional right now. Fans, media, players, coaches, Sheila Hamp writing a letter thanking the, the season ticket holders. That was that was nicely done, by the way. Everything's nicely done right yeah. now. That's why I, Holmes didn't need that yesterday, in my mind. That wasn't I, I, did, I, did, I didn't mind him attacking. You want to do it in a one-on-one? Yeah. And that writer's talking to you? And you're like, you know what, Carlos or Burkett or whoever – it wasn't the spot. It, it had a sour grapes feel to it. A little bit. I don't mind him picking on Carlos, though. No, not, not no. There, there are some, <laughs> trust me, some of those Detroit guys, I I, I don't know if I'd, uh, I I couldn't lay off some of those Detroit guys. It would I'm not going to say names. Yeah. I'll, I'll say Carlos is one that I wouldn't. Um, nope. No, I, I get along with pretty much everybody else. There, you know, there's you know some arrogant people, people who think because they're in Detroit, they're bigger than anybody else covering the team. One of them physically is, yes. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. 
Don't get on Rizzy's bad side. Oh, no. I'm, I, I, as my Don't. wife likes to say, I am very aggressively passive-aggressive. <laughs> I would say you're just normal until the psycho buttons hit. I'll just go there. That's fair. Yeah. That, I, and boy, Bill, if you could have seen my hotel room, the 14th floor of the Holiday Inn in downtown Mobile last Sunday, when my podcast partner Chris and I were, ho- we were, we were watching the game in the room together because we had to set up and do a a post-game show when I was working and everything, so I didn't want to be out in public. We darn near got thrown out of that hotel in the first half of that game, just from screaming and hollering and hooping it up. And the second half, especially the second half of the second half, we didn't say a word to each other. We just mm. sat there. Like, I had work to do, so I was writing, but I was just... I got to tell you, I'm at the garage bar in Ada, and the off. first half was people are hugging, tables are hugging each other. It It's euphoric. Uh, the play starts to fill up even more during the third quarter because I'm thinking people are going to celebrate tonight. They want to be out, right? Yeah. And then come midway fourth quarter to the end of the game, the place cleared out. Yeah. And I, tough. I, I'm, I'm sitting there. I close the American Airlines app, <laughs> settle oh, up with yeah. the great waitress, and I'm like, they don't play again until September. Yeah. I'm not going to Vegas. I'm not I, I would have had hookups at all the parties. I'm not. And then I came on air Monday and I said, I can't watch this game. I I've been invited to some private Super Bowl parties, some places, some halls have invited me, and I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna try and make it, but I just that, that's interesting. I've heard that from a lot of Lions I, fans. Because it's going to be tough to look at the Niners playing football yeah. and think about that first 37 minutes of that NFC Championship game and what could have been. It's going to be tough. It will be. It I, will I, be. I've, I've heard from a lot of Lions fans that they're not I, really thinking about watching the game. And, that, and that's, a, that's, again, uncharted territory has been a key phrase yeah. throughout this well, you go back to the end of last year, really, what they did in ending Rogers' season and career in Green Bay. That was nice. And denying them the playoffs. They they've been on a magical run. I don't think it's over. I don't Ma- either. Matter of fact, I've been saying this all week, Rizzy, that I think San Francisco will win. And if they do win, I believe the best opening night in the NFL would be the Lions and the Revenge rematch. At the Niners. And they do play at San Francisco next That's what year. I'm saying. Yeah, that's that would be a fun one. That's what I'm, I'm – could you imagine – so they announced that, and, and Goodell would let it leak in the NFL during the draft in Detroit. And they do they do sprinkle those leaks out. Like the, the, but the leak in Detroit, yeah. which would be about the week before they do the, the, the schedule the, release the next week. Usually schedule does come out like the first weekend in May. Yeah, the yeah. first week they do that Thursday night uh, or Wednesday yeah, the, night. The primetime special. NFL Network. We're going to tell you when we're playing, even though you already know who you're playing. And NFL Network. <laughs> and, and then teams are releasing it during yes. the day, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and think about what that May, June, July, and August would be for the Lions Nation. Yeah. It's and we've got the knowledge that we went into San, when we went into Kansas City last year in Week One on the opener and kicked their butt. And the Lions two. ratings, I think NBC always has that Thursday night kickoff. They do. The Lions ratings this past year, NBC would be the first to push the NFL schedule makers 
we want that game to start the season. Yeah. And they do have sway on those things. Like those are those are negotiated. And it just has it has a good feel for me. And and this is why I think it's important for the Lions. And if it worked out that way, that you'd have that at the beginning of the year. You win, kind of in a roundabout way, exercises some of the pain yeah. of, of the NFC Championship loss. Doesn't carry that same weight. And if you do lose. It's starting the season, right? So it's not like a game that keeps you from the playoffs. Yeah, you're going to be. You got time to get get over that one. I don't know if you're allowed to do back to back years. I know the champion is assured that spot if they want it. Yeah, if they want, they, they typically want that. We yeah. know. We know the Friday night game is going to be the Eagles hosting somebody in Sao Paulo in Brazil. Yeah, it won't be the Lions. Lions can't play there. Um, Lions aren't going to get an international game. Uh, they could, but it would be against the Bears or the Vikings in London, and that seems unlikely. Seems like a, that doesn't seem like an international. They, they matchup. don't. They don't typically like to have division games overseas. They did actually. They did one a couple of years ago. The 49ers and the Cardinals played in Mexico, but uh, they they're trying to get away from that. Yeah, they're trying Brazil. You're going to see an international That's NFL, NFL internationals coming, and I'm trying to figure out. And my guess is they're going to pin that league. Um, not run concurrent with the NFL, that they're doing this spring league right now, and they're going to get a spring league in these other countries, and then you're going to have a Super Bowl championship, and you're going to have a world championship that would happen. And so they these players could go to NFL teams. You might have a season that starts right after the Super Bowl, so you get football and continues until end of June. Right. Yeah, and the players that are playing in that are eligible for the draft. If you're an international, there's all kinds of ways they can tie into that. There's keep in mind last year when they played in Frankfurt, they had 190,000 people on a waiting list for tickets for that game. 190,000. 190,000 people. So they see that, and, and it's a stadium that seats 65,000. So you do Mexico City, you do uh, Brazil, uh, you throw. London, Frankfurt. Yeah. Um, Amsterdam was always good for uh, back in the old World League of American yeah, football. Barcelona is a big one. Barcelona. Yeah. And you have a European division and the spring division here. And you get a world championship game. That sounds big to the uh, the international right. teams. Helps tie into the Olympics because they're trying to make it an Olympic sport. Flag football is a part of the Olympics. It is. Yeah, that, that Pro Bowl flag football stuff. I, I get for the kids who are there and you get to see your stars. Uh, the carnival games and the flag football, I, 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 I don't know. Um, it's not for me. It was it, my, it, my kids, but both my kids loved it. Right, I, I, that's why I said it's it's yeah. it's for. They're looking at the young generation. Yeah, yeah. My eighteen year old, my fifteen year old, they loved that. They both watched it. They I, they're I, actually talking about it with their friends too. I get that because yeah. you see guys' faces that you don't see in helmets. Yeah, and the lions that. You see with so many Lions there, it's creating interest in that younger generation. My my kids are wearing their Lions gear to school, have multiple times since that game. Bill, can I just tell you how much Lions gear I saw in Mobile, Alabama, just on casual days, like not even like at the stadium. It was, it's real, man. There, there's a ton of Lions fans that have either been in the closet and are coming out now, proud of it, or they've converted 
And that's that's not something I've ever well, experienced you could, before. With the Alabama influence down in the state of Alabama, with Branch, with JMO, yeah, there's with, Gibbs, with Gibbs, yeah. you you could have people that they don't have an NFL team in Alabama. You could get people latching on where Alabama stars are successful, yep. right? Yep, we could be taking another one too this year. We'll see. Oh yeah, come on, hey, Kool Aid, right? I think the other one. Terry and Arnold uh, is a lot. There's a whole lot to like about Terry and Arnold. And Kool-Aid I've seen in mocks is somewhere between that Kool-Aid, 25, 32 space. Kool-Aid, right? Kool-Aid's good, and he would fit, too. He's one of those guys that he's— Was he at the Senior Bowl? He was not. He's He, well, he was there. Um, he didn't participate. Um, he was just hanging out. Roman Wilson practice. really helped his stock, didn't he? He oh, First day, yeah, yeah. He, he was real good. We can talk about that. That's why he stuff. left. He didn't play in the game. There was nowhere to go after that he, work, uh, he, he workout. Did, he did tweak. His calf a little bit on Wednesday, but yeah, he, he left and he's we, we got to interview him. Great guy. All right, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow both on Facebook and Twitter. Joining us on the Huge Show, you have a Lions comment or question at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Flying Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for Mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingacespirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. Get everything you need for the big game with just one stop at Meyer. Kick off the party with buy one fresh from Meyer family pack chicken wings for $2.99 per pound and get one Frederick's by Meyer wing sauce free. Pick up extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Meyer party size chips for $2.99 and buy one get one 40% off Meyer meatballs. Plus, DiGiorno pizza is just $4.99. Everything for the big game is easy to get with just one stop at Meyer. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news. 
press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Facebook, Twitter, online. One of our Lions NFL insiders joining us. Just uh, got back from uh, the Senior Bowl. We were talking, not a lot of Lions organizational members down there. Now that they're going to be picking 29, uh, this will be... Again, the key phrase of the year, uncharted territory for the team. At 29, now you're going to look at the importance of either trading up. You have four picks in the first three rounds. So while you're down there in draft mode for draft wire and Lions wire, both sides, what were you thinking uh, when the Lions lost and you knew their draft spot and what they need, uh, what this draft in Detroit at the end of April could look like for the Lions? The biggest thing was we 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 started looking at the roster. Um, I got one here of who might fit with the Lions, not just in the first round, but in beyond. Because one of the, the Senior Bowl, there's not a lot of first rounders down there. There was probably three this year. Second, third, and fourth round, half the players that didn't get drafted were in Mobile, and that's where Brad Holmes tends to hit. So we were we were looking at like guy like Roman Wilson is a good example. Michigan wide receiver, probably a third round guy, maybe a second round guy where the Lions are picking in the second round. Oh my round. God, he would fit their offense perfectly. Yeah, yes, he would. Wouldn't and, they? and Josh Reynolds happens to be a free agent. Like He could return kicks too. That's that's one of the things we were looking at. And we, we actually sat down and interviewed him uh, with the Detroit Lions podcast. He was a great guy, great. He fit, fit the grit, fit, you know, that, that was sort of our mentality when we were interviewing a guy. And I was like, does he fit the grit? And he, he fits it. So. We're looking at guys like that. Um, we're looking at just the other thing is a lot of people don't do this when they're the Lions have a lot of players that are coming up on free agency. And if you're an unrestricted free agent, I remove you from the roster. Like Graham Glasgow, unrestricted free agent. He's not on the team anymore. Now, do I think he's coming back? Yes, I do. But I don't know that. I thought Jamal Williams was coming back last year. So did Jamal. So did Jamal's agent until about five minutes before he didn't. They're not on the team anymore. So you have to readjust like, okay, right now on their team, they have under their employment 
Two offensive tackles, Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell, they're great. They literally do not have a backup tackle. Their offensive guards, Jonah Jackson, Halapula, Vatai, and Graham Glasgow, they're not on the roster anymore. If they had to start a game today, it would be Colby Sorstel and Coyote Aushika as your starting guards. So that's where we're looking through it at, and my, my partner Chris t- agrees with me, that you cannot count these guys back until they're back. So we readjusted where we thought, like, okay, because we, we know cornerbacks a need. We know defensive tackles a need. But we're looking at all these other things and like, wow. They're pretty light, like they're pretty darn light at defensive tackle because a lot of those guys, guys, you know, Charles Harris is gone, Romeo Okwara is gone, Julian Okwara is gone. Like, there's a lot that's going out the door that they have to, they got to fill these spots and prioritizing those is that's what Brad and Dan are doing right now, and Ray Agnew and the coaching staff and the scouting staff. They're they're prioritizing. Okay, we know we need corners. We know we need two of them. Outside corners, we're great. We're great slot. I mean, we got you know we got uh, we got Brian Branch is one of the best players in the league there already. He's your slot, but we, is Cam Sutton your number one corner? Is he your number two outside corner, or do we want to get better than that? On the defensive line, Josh Pascal played probably better than fans think that he did in general at the end of the year. But is he a starter, or is he a guy that comes in as your third guy, like when Hutch takes his customary series off in the third quarter, which he does every game? You know, they put Pascal in. Do you need somebody that's better than that in that role? Do you want Do you want Pascal to start, or do you want him to be that that role? Do you have your your flamethrower on the other side? Is it James Houston? This is the kind of stuff that we were all going through down there as we're looking at the needs, and uh, and it's fun talking to player to guys, um, draft guys in general, but also like guys who cover other teams. Um, I'm very good friends with a guy who who uh, works with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he was going through our roster a little bit. And we, I did that with, with him as well. And he was looking at it from an outside perspective. And that's always fun. He's like, y'all, your cornerbacks are trash. He, he said that straight up. He's like, Brian Branch is the only person on this team who should be playing. And Which, by the way, do you know he, uh, I think, had less than 40% of the snaps in the NFC Championship game for some reason? He did because he's the slot corner and, and the 49ers don't use a slot. They use two tight ends more yeah, But you can't do. find a spot for... Your highest graded defensive player in that game who played, he played less three. than forty percent of your snaps. That, you you can't find a spot for him, but you can for Cam Sutton. And again, that's that's oh. that's where Kyle Shanahan won the coaching battle in that game. Aaron Glenn needs to find a place to play him, or Dan Campbell needs to force Aaron Glenn to find a place to play him. They I know they didn't want to put Brian Branch outside because that's not where he's at his best, but he couldn't have been worse than I, how, about, how about you? I don't want to rip on Kendall Vildor because he 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 tried his like he's the best dang Kendall every Vildor he you, can be. Every but. time you say his name, I think of a like a a planet that's aggressive toward us. Are the Vildors coming? <laughs> I you Brian know, Branch. I'm going to tell you this. Okay, he's, this he's, is Aaron Glenn. Stand him so up good. on the defensive line. Let Purdy know this dude's coming because yeah. we watched how many times that Hutch the linebackers coming. No one can make a tackle. Lost in all this conversation was Purdy's ability to avoid second half sacks. He was very good at it. Uh, they they've they tried some things and the other team won. They they beat him. Tip your hat to him. But also understand why you where you can get better. Tackling was a big problem in that. Tackling kind of fell off pretty badly at the end of the year for the Lions, and I think that's something that they're they're going to look at. Well, you have a guy for a two yard gain and becomes a seven yard gain because you missed a tackle. Right, those things add up. I just branch is your best tackler. Yeah. 
I don't know how that guy's not on the field every snap if he's healthy. He should have been playing a lot more than Malif Andrew. And I bet um, Dan Campbell, when he does a review of the game with the coaches, which they probably have five times, he's going to look at all the analytics. He's going to say, all right, Aaron, explain to me how we, we got to find a way with Branch. I, yeah. I don't care if you're, you know, I, I don't care if we if we have single coverage. I'm going to take a chance that Branch can get to the quarterback before the quarterback can get the ball to Cam, I can't tackle or cover Sutton. I'm with you on that. Aaron Glenn, oh. Aaron Glenn needs to do a better job of deploying his personnel because they didn't do that very well. All right, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Facebook and Twitter. Joining us on the Huge Show, you have a Lions comment or question. Add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Great shot. Get ready for a fantastic season of golf at the West Michigan Golf Show. Look for amazing deals on the newest equipment and apparel. Discover local courses and golf getaways throughout Michigan and the U.S. Play the hole-out challenge, closest to pin contest, and $10,000 long putt. Junior golfers get in free and play the family fun zone. The Golf Show, coming February 9 through 11, DeVos Place, Grand Rapids. Special price Friday tickets at westmichigangolfshow.com. Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'll be broadcasting live from DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. The West Michigan Golf Show is back Friday through Sunday, and I'll be doing a huge long drive contest at the Long Drive Simulator hosted by Event Swings. Anyone who beats my drive will qualify to win an overnight stay and golf for four at the world-famous Tullymore Golf Resort. If you can beat my huge drive this weekend at the West Michigan Golf Show in downtown GR. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500, or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for my good friends from Urban U. Now, they are Michigan's most trusted med spa. Four locations across the state. One in Northville, three in the West Michigan area. And we have a huge giveaway from our friends at Urban U. Nicole told me about healthy skin as a mirror of a healthy body. Urban U Skin Health Giveaway will be one Glow 2 Facial Oxygen Hydration plus one Skin Vive Treatment, the first and only injectable facial rejuvenation treatment designed to add hydration directly into the skin with results that last up to six months. Now, this prize would be for Valentine's Day for a couple. You can win it. Just be listening to The Huge Show for your cue to call and be lucky caller 14 and you'll qualify for that couples package from Urban U. Four locations, one in Northville, three in West Michigan. For the one close to you, go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. 
Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back for a final segment on this hour, on this Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway right now at SorenEagleCasino.com. And also Soren Eagle features Michigan's go-to live sports betting destination, the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Also, you can play on their mobile app. Just search Eagle Casino. And Sportsbook app, download that. You can play mobile or go make it a night for the big game at the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows. Find out about the promotions and the giveaways. Go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guest, Superfly Hayes, the legendary timekeeper of the huge show behind the glass, producing this thing always on top of everything. Uh, we're going to spend some time once again with Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You can follow both on Twitter, Facebook, online. One of our Lions. NFL Insiders, and he's part of the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, Look for that, and also the recap of Senior Bowl Week down in Mobile, Alabama with the Detroit Lions podcast crew. Search for it on YouTube, and also uh, they're doing one each and every week. The, or just Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. All right, Jeff, uh, let's continue our conversation. So the Lions offseason. If you're looking priorities in order from new contracts to free agency that first part of March into the draft, which we touched on a little bit earlier, what are priorities one, two, and three right now for Holmes, 
Campbell and Sheila Hamp. I think the first thing that they're going to do, and Brad Holmes talked about this yesterday, is they're figuring out who they want to pay that's on the roster right now. Guys who are eligible for extensions that they can extend. Amon Ross St. Brown stands out as one of those. He's certainly going to be around. Jared Goff probably needs more money. He is under contract for next year for $30 million, roughly close, close to it. I don't have the exact figure in front of me. I'm doing this off my head, but if they want to get ahead of the market and they want to show their loyalty to him, probably need to get something done with golf this off season. And there were a lot of people, myself included, who thought that they might get it done during their bye week. They didn't do that. Uh, it's not a sign that they don't want golf. He's, he's, if you hear anything from, from anybody in the Lions organization, Jared Goff is their guy. Like there's zero question about that. That no, they're not moving on from him. They're not putting head and hooker in to start. In a, that no, sorry. There's a lot of people that want that. Not going to happen. It's Goff's team, so they're going to get that. Then they'll have a better idea of where they can go shopping and free agency. Free agency comes before the draft. Free agency starts the week after the combine, which is at the end of the month. I'll be down there in Indianapolis uh, from the week that spans February into March. And uh, they'll, I think Brad and Dan both talk on that Tuesday or Wednesday. It's not scheduled yet, but then then the players all work out. But that, the funny thing is that when we go down there is when we learn collectively who they're looking at in free agency because the free agency signing period starts the next week and all the agents are there in Indianapolis. And Brad kind of talked about it yesterday. Like, don't expect a lot of fans out there that have their eyes on guys like Daniil Hunter, Jalen Johnson, you know, top shelf that's not where Brad's – If just listen to what Brad said. They're probably not where they're looking. They're looking at that next tier where they got a guy like Cam Sutton last year, where they got a guy like Graham Glasgow last year, uh, where, they, where they've picked up guys in the past that, you know, wind up being – Josh Reynolds is a good example. David Montgomery is a good example. Starters, not top-line starters, but guys that fit what they want. And that – and I cannot stress this enough, Bill and listeners – not everybody fits what the Lions are looking for. If you just listen to what Brad, okay, Brad and Dan have both said it, talent doesn't matter nearly as much as fit with our team and our culture and what we're trying to do here. That's why Jalen Carter was never coming here. That's why Kayvon Thibodeau was never, never coming to Detroit. They weren't Lions. They want Lions, and they. one of the things that we did learn down in, in Mobile and in talking to, to a, a Lions staffer was they have a really good idea of who isn't a Lion just by looking at them, by watching the way they play, the way that they interact with their teammates, the way that they're coached, those sorts of things. They're really good at eliminating players from consideration right away. And again, I will reiterate, they eliminated Jalen Carter at this point last year before all that crap came out at the Combine. He, he was, they just didn't like his football character. They're going through and doing that stuff now, and it's going to frustrate a lot of fans because they're going to miss really good players like Jalen Carter. Guy's a really good player. Was never going to be a lion. You're going to get a lot of that this year where you're thinking, oh, man, that guy would be perfect. Well, yeah, talent-wise, but they don't see him that way. And it's from a coverage standpoint, it's frustrating too because there's a lot of guys that I really like that would I would love to see in Detroit, and they're never going to come here. They're just not. I think Holmes has a plan and it's worked. You know, nine and eight last year, you know, leading 24 7 halftime of the NFC championship game this year. That you have to pay golf, may rework a Sewell deal, St. Brown. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want to bring Sewell. Glasgow. Sewell, they have another year on, but they could get it done. Right. But, yeah. you know, you want to get Glasgow back. Who knows about uh, Jackson? And, 
so that's a big part of your Oh, yeah, you, you've money. got that. That's where you start because then you know how much you have to spend. Right. And, and then now you're going to go those next level guys. And you're going to hope with your pick 29, with a second rounder, with four picks in the first three rounds, that he has been fabulous in drafting players that fit their very, system. Very, very good. Absolutely. Beyond excellent. We can, any superlatives we want to throw his way. So you're going to hope that at one of those need positions, which would be edge rusher, offensive line. Yeah, cornerback. Cornerback, that in those three positions, you're going to hope with pick 29, with your second rounder, uh, with a third rounder, you're going to hope you land two starters because, yes, you know, planning on every year to have rookies help the Lions like they did this year, I think a lot of people may have to hold up a little bit on that. Because that was just a gift from God. To see. I've never seen an NFL team this deep in the playoffs have that many rookies making an impact. Have you? Their top four picks were all... Have you ever seen an NFL no. team that deep in the playoffs? Not, not, not with one rookie class, not the way they did that. No. That, like, so so the, if, you can get, if you can land two if you can starters get, out of the first... Out of those four picks, right? Right. Two 2024 starters. You can do that. It, then you don't have to spend a gazillion dollars in free agents. Exactly. And then you can then you can lock up more of your own guys as you're going forward. And that seems uh, that's my point, Joe. Yeah, exactly. That, that he has a plan that's worked. Why is he going to deviate from it? Hundred percent. Totally with you on that. Now again, he could use one of those extra picks in the first four rounds to trade up to twenty to get somebody he wanted in the first round. Right. If there's somebody that they desire like that, absolutely, and they can also move back and get a couple extra picks and move it, or they can shift one. And the think next they could get depth on the O line there, right? Right. Good, very good year to need offensive linemen, both outside and inside. Well, with the depth Great. at quarterback, I, I I was looking at a mock draft. I don't know if it was yours or wherever that where they're at at 29, there's going to be a solid cornerback available. Yes. And really, if you look at all their positions cornerback, edge rusher, and lineman, O-lineman, or D-lineman, they're going to have a pretty decent shot at a starter at pick 29, a 2024 starter at one of those positions. Totally agree, 100%. And maybe even into the second round. This is a for what the Lions need. And again, if you're a you know dreaming of the next big quarterback, yeah, it's loaded at the top, right? And we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But for what the Lions need, which is going to be – Shut down corner eventually, opposite edge of Hutch, starter or at least depth when you talk about two linemen currently on the payroll for the Lions. I, I think I think it's sitting there in the draft and some mid-level free agents. You can't bring Cam Sutton back. Well, you can't cut him either, though, because it costs you $12 million extra to get rid of him. He'll Are be you- back. Oh He'll my God! Back. He, he he cost twelve million to cut him. Yeah, twelve million more than you're paying him in dead money because he's got oh my he's got God. he's got two void years at the end of his oh, contract. That's I didn't a poison know that. pill. I thought so. they could get rid of him and eat like three, four million. Nah, he he will be back. Twelve million it cost to cut him. Yeah, aside from the the regular salary cap that you'd be paying oh him anyway. My so Lord, he's not going anywhere, folks. He might be oh. going. To, he'll be moving down the depth chart hopefully, oh. but he's not leaving Detroit. They can't do that because if you if you if you eat that. Are Michigan State police detectives investigating <laughs> a robbery there? He, uh, I didn't. I thought they could like eat again. I'm not no, a salary he's, cap. He's, uh, yeah, he, they they can get out after next year. But oh. and again, this is a this is a guy. 
He's a, he was a good starting Why corner. Why was he so bad at tackling and covering with the Lions? He lost his confidence. You think he did? Yeah, 100%. Because uh, this is a guy you... $12 million. I thought they could like get rid of him and eat like... Three million. You know, he's one of those guys. He's never been a guy who's a shutdown guy, but he was really good at like, as soon as the guy caught the ball, he'd get him down, and that went away. What do you think Cam Sutton thinks when he looks at his own film? I think so. First off, he's a really, really smart guy. This guy who was his high school class valedictorian, very thoughtful guy. He's thinking, I, I wish he would. I wish he would see. I can't keep biting on the short routes when nobody's ever running short on me. They're going over top of me, and I can't catch them. I, I think that he's going to realize, and I, I do hope that he will be better. I hope that he will be better coached next season. I don't think that the Dream Bly hiring if they wanted to cut him, they'd have to eat? Yeah. beyond the, they're, they're already paying him, I think it's $9.5 million. So it's they, like a $21.5 million? Yeah. Oh, my God. Poison pill. That's where that's where the downside of void years at the end of a contract come in. You can't get rid of these guys early. You just can't. Oh, I thought they could, like, <laughs> like I said, you'd be a, you know, you'd have to eat something. Yeah. So the, uh, he'll be back. He'll be competing. I, I expect him to be cornerback two on the outside, maybe cornerback three. Remember, in Pittsburgh, he was at his best in the slot. Lions don't need him in the slot. Well, all right, so what, what's your guesstimate for the Lions secondary? Now that I found out the shocking news that <laughs> it costs like $21.5 million yeah, to so eat on Sutton. I think one of their outside cornerback starters is currently in the, in the NFL on another team, a free agent. I think another one is in the draft, and I think Cam who, Sutton's going to be competitive with that. Who Who's in that other team category that you think would fit the Lions culture, which you talked about as the most important thing, and not break their salary cap bank. Marshawn Lattimore from the Saints is an interesting one because they just restructured his contract, and the way that they restructured it was sort of like, okay, we're moving on. Like because they they were in a case, they were initially with a situation where if they wanted to even trade him, it would have cost them thirty million dollars. They've eased that over, so he's more attainable now. This is a guy who played. The position very much like the way Aaron Glenn played cornerback in the NFL. And if you don't know, Aaron Glenn was a great cornerback for a very long time. And that, that's that's where his focus is. So they're going to get somebody like him. Uh, he's probably not going to break the bank. That's that's another one where you're probably trading maybe one of your third-round picks this year and a day-two pick next year to get him. That's just my That'd be such a great pickup and... You this know, is a guy who started and in familiarity with Campbell and Glenn know his character and how he fits, right? Exactly. Now, I will say they had that situation with C.J. Gardner-Johnson last year. I don't think he's coming back. He's a free agent, and I don't think he really wants to be back. And I don't think was he waving goodbye to the crowd when it was twenty four seven. I think he was. I saw that he video, was. right? Yeah, he just in San Francisco. Yeah, he. Uh, he was good at the beginning of the year, but then the play wasn't there. The, the play wasn't commensurate with the talk and the, the headaches that went with it. And he's not an easy guy to coach, and I think that they're probably going to be done with that. He's a free agent. Now, I will say Brian Branch has come out very strongly saying, I need my dog back. So you know, that maybe Branch will be learning a hard lesson in economics. I don't think he'll be back. But well, Lattimore would be perfect to the leader in that secondary. He'd be great. Um, the, but there's, there's, there's other guys out there, too. Cam uh, Sutton has got to be better to be on the field. He knows that. He has. The Lions know that, too. Uh, so, uh, you know, Jerry Jacobs will be back and healthy. I think he's probably best as your number three or number four. Yeah, he was a great guy. rotation and guy. Yeah, and then then he fell off. Uh, and So why is it these uh, cornerbacks, when we look at falling off and we look at the Lions as a whole as a team, who could we say fell off? Hutch had a horrible 
NFC Championship game, one yes, of the worst football games he's ever had, ever, probably in his life. Yeah. And that just came at the wrong time, and you're against a good team. Hey, man, he was great against Tampa Bay. He was. He was great all year, especially the second half. Yeah. He fell off a little bit. Well, in, in Kaminsky disappeared from. Kaminsky's another one. What and happened to him from last year, the previous season, to this past season? It just. They, they started playing him inside, more inside, more often, and that just didn't suit him. Uh, he's a 285, 282, I think, pound guy. He's just not built to be that. He was guy. getting pushed around. He was, and it didn't counter it all that well. He, I will say, he is never a guy who's going to make a lot of splash plays, but he is a guy who's going to set things up, and he didn't set things up all that well this year either. So he's a guy you can probably see him. He fell off. He'd be in the fall did. off category. Um, Romeo Okwara. Well, just that Tampa game was as bad of a game as I've ever seen him play. Okay, so he's on the fall off category. Yeah. CJ fell off coming back after the injury. Yeah, I think Jack Campbell. Um, Great run stop. I don't. I don't want to say that he hit a rookie wall, but I just think that there's so much going on that he wasn't ready for. I worry about him covering people. I do too. <laughs> I, I think he's too. a great plugger in terms of the run. Right. Well, he's got to be more aggressive. There was that play in the Tampa Bay game where he didn't come downhill and attack, and he just he tried to meet him in the end zone instead of get. There's little things on that that he's going to look at on film. And be like, dang, how'd I miss that? And Rodrigo was that guy. Rodrigo is that guy. And Rodrigo is an ideal backup linebacker, special teams guy. They love him. Yeah, Kaminsky I, uh, fell off. CJ fell off. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hutch, it was a one-game thing. I'm not worried about him. No, I'm not worried. Hutch is going to be an all-pro next year. I agree with Campbell. I, I, I watch him, especially tight ends dragging over the middle. Yeah. He can't stay yeah. with him. Alex Anzalone fell off a little bit. But then again, again, this is a guy who was playing with three broken ribs and a separated shoulder. For the playoffs, so maybe cut him a little, a little slack. Yeah, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm looking at, and the major drop off would be, you know, Sutton would be that second. Sutton just because early in the year Sutton was doing okay, he was doing fine, and then teams realized, oh, he's going to bite on those short routes. And so you think he, he lost sits. his confidence? I do, I, and hopefully he rebuilds that. I will say, the Lions hired a, several different defensive coaches last year. John Scott, defensive line coach, he's already gone. They're bringing in Terrell Williams from Tennessee. Great hire. Y- yes, 100%. We'll talk more about that as we get on. But uh, the other one that they brought in was Dre Bly, one of my favorite Lions. I love cornerbacks who think they can intercept every pass, even if it's a run play. That's Dre Bly. Not a very good coach last year. By the he, way, He wasn't went a- from Dre Bly to Dre Y. <laughs> That's a good line. Also wasn't a very good coach at North Carolina, his alma mater, with their defensive backs either. Their their unit got a lot better once he left, and I'm worried that that's could they the, maybe part ways with him. They're kind of late in the process for that now, but yeah. uh, that, that can Glenn take that over with his experience? Glenn, Glenn is probably going to get more hands on, and Brian Duker, who's the secondary, wasn't coach. Glenn DB's coach down in New Orleans, right? He was with Lattimore. Yes, he was, and Campbell was there. Gamble was there, yeah. Yeah, so I... I there, there, there's there's things that, that can be done with that. Are they going to spend some money on a kicker? That No. Ever? Doubtful. And that, that was something... So yeah, that, that, that didn't come into play at all in the NFC Championship game. They So we asked Dan and Dave Phipp, the, the special teams coordinator, about this last summer. I actually talked to Phipp for, at length about it because I asked a question that piqued his interest and he kept talking, which was great. But he's Dan is the type where he sees playing and kicking a field goal as a loss because the offense didn't achieve what they wanted to. Didn't score seven. Right. He he likes the odds of going for seven and keeping drives going. But also, and this is where Fip came into it. He's like, 
Dan always tells me to have confidence in the defense to get things done if my unit isn't isn't working right. And that that's is that backwards with the Lions thinking because your offense is that much better, right? But it's that's sort of where. But the defense did show up and make plays in the second half against the Rams and the defense, and the Bucks, and then they were doing it in the first half and really on that first drive when the Niners settled for a field goal. Right? They they, they can make plays, uh, but they they Dan set out that they will kick field goals if they have to at the end of a half, end of a game. Or if it's a situation where they they feel like it's really advent, more advantageous for them than a touchdown, but they're not, they're never, never. I will repeat, they will never be in the business of kicking fifty three yard field goals. Matt Prater has no place on this team because Matt Prater can't hit between forty and fifty. He can hit beyond fifty, money, but he he is statistically the worst kicker in the NFL over the last five years between forty and fifty yards. Michael Bessie, by the way, is down there. It's too. almost when I hear this, I say, why even have a kicker and, and go for two all the time and Cam, go, go for touchdown? Dan would love that. Dan I'm, would absolutely love that. I'm being honest. I mean, I uh, <laughs> for, for a game that big, why they moved on from, from Patterson for yeah, the pa- money. Patterson couldn't even make it reliably from right. 45. And then I, that's why I thought, okay, you, you had the money badger there for yeah. this scenario, but you know, it is what it is. They that's that's just something. Four. That's something where fans are just going to have to like learn because we we went from Eddie Murray to Jason Hansen to Matt Prater with like a one and a half year gap in there. Three of the best kickers we, you ever see. We in the are NFL. spoiled, freaking rotten with kickers. That's not what Dan cares and about. Fox has been a nice weapon. Fox is great. One of the best punters in the league. That yeah. that punt he made. Oh my goodness! That was as good of a punt as I've ever oh, the seen. One where they stepped in the end and zone. Chase Lucas couldn't keep his feet yeah. out of the end zone. Again, little mistakes like that—you can't make those if you're going to win championships. Mm. You wouldn't think that a cornerback having a size eight foot instead of a size six foot is that big. Like that—that—that that, that could very well be what cost them the playoffs. That it wasn't just one decision; it was the the series of little errors and. The 49ers don't make those because they've been there before and they understand it, and the Lions are learning that, and they learn that the hard way. Are you sold that with the speed of J-Mo and the separation ability that Goff has the arm to throw the deep ball? Most of the time, yeah. Uh, they need to work on – so J-Mo has the speed. J-Mo, you see him sort of like adjust mid-route. as it's soon called as, stopping to come back to the ball. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> You call it adjusting, <laughs> I call it stopping. I don't think he trusts that Goff is going to get him the ball where he thinks he's going. And that's something that... The, he wants that, to chase the ball like he did in college. Exactly. And that's not where Goff... Goff has a decent arm. Like, he's not Stafford. Nobody, Nobody's Stafford. Goff can throw it. And that was one of the first things that we all collectively as Lions Media saw in the first couple practices. We were like, man, we were dogging. Like, he can throw. Like... He's not. So, he's what's not, the execution he, issue then in games? It, it's timing and it's still some trust between Goff and JMO. And I honestly put it more on JMO because I think Goff has put the ball where it needs to be, the one that they missed in the game. That throw was where it needed to be. Jamison wasn't there. Because the he, wrong he, way a little because, bit. Didn't yeah, he? because he stumbled or, or you know held up a little bit. They got to they got to work that out. They will. I, I have no worries that they won't get better. Uh, I thought JMO on route running improved dramatically. He did the last third of the year. Hundred percent, he did, and that's something that they can build on. And remember, this that was sort of the end of his rookie year. If you go by games played and experience, like remember, he wasn't even allowed in the building for six weeks, like to practice. He was out for four weeks. They couldn't even practice. Like his freshman year, his rookie year, he he didn't practice until late October. 
like the very raw football player there. But he came on. He did. And, and he's and part he, of he's part of the future. He is getting better and the he has embraced being a lion and the lions have embraced him. Jeff Risden embraces being a part of the huge show every time he's in studio. Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow both on Facebook, Twitter, online. One of our Lions NFL insiders joining us in studio. If you have a Lions question, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Also, if you are joining in late in the conversation, all of our podcasts with Jeff and our conversations about the Lions are available wherever you download podcasts. We are everywhere, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, Amazon, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Great shot. Get ready for a fantastic season of golf at the West Michigan Golf Show. Look for amazing deals on the newest equipment and apparel. Discover local courses and golf getaways throughout Michigan and the U.S. Play the hole-out challenge, closest to pin contest, and $10,000 long putt. Junior golfers get in free and play the family fun zone. The Golf Show, coming February 9 through 11, DeVos Place, Grand Rapids. Special price Friday tickets at WestMichiganGolfShow.com. Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'll be broadcasting live from DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. The West Michigan Golf Show is back Friday through Sunday, and I'll be doing a huge long drive contest at the Long Drive Simulator hosted by Event Swings. Anyone who beats my drive will qualify to win an overnight stay and golf for four at the world-famous Tullymore Golf Resort. If you can beat my huge drive... This weekend at the West Michigan Golf Show in downtown GR. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino. The Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. The Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Leonard Skinner and CC Tom. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. 
Get everything you need for the big game with just one stop at Meyer. Kick off the party with buy one fresh from Meyer family pack chicken wings for $2.99 per pound and get one Frederick's by Meyer wing sauce free. Pick up extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Meyer party size chips for $2.99 and buy one get one 40% off Meyer meatballs. Plus, DiGiorno pizza is just $4.99. Everything for the big game is easy to get with just one stop at Meyer. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com. Also, Soren Eagle features Michigan's live go-to betting destination when it comes to sports the ascend sports book and nightclub inside soren eagle and on your app store you can download the eagle casino and sports book app jeff risden lions wire draft wire follow both on facebook and twitter online one of our lions nfl insiders also a co-host on the detroit lions podcast you can find on youtube talking about the lions off season, I'll get a Super Bowl prediction before the end of the hour. Uh, but Ben Johnson staying. If there were bright spots, two of them, not losing Johnson or Glenn as your old coordinator, defensive coordinator, last week, those two things were big for the Lions. That was such a needed lift for those of us who were down in Mobile because we were pretty sullen down there. And you know, we were getting a lot of, oh, I feel, you know, you'll be back. But then, then Ben Johnson, knowing that he's coming back, that was a massive lift for us. And the, he's, again, he is so in tuned with what Jared Goff does well. And the fact that they've designed an offense that makes Jared Goff into a borderline all pro, and he is, that's, you don't want that walking out the door. Uh, he's a young, ambitious, bright, you know, smart coach understands his personnel. The players like him a lot. Uh, getting him back. Boy, the other thing that came with that, he was probably taking a assistant coach or two with him. Now you don't have to find any of these guys now. And remember, we're very late in the process. We're in February now. You know, it's hard to find good coaches that are still on the market at this time of year. Uh, they, the Falcons are finding that out. The Chargers are finding that out. Like, oh, uh, the guy, all the guys we wanted are gone. Like, Lions don't have to go through that. They did make one change. They hired Terrell Williams as their new defensive line coach and defensive run game coordinator. I know Diana Rossini didn't put the defensive part into her tweet when she first announced it, and people went crazy like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought I thought we had that already. Not on defense. He's our defensive guy. That's a good hire, if not great. He's a very good hire, and uh, I, I spent a lot of time down in Mobile with my good friend Teron Davenport, who covers the Titans for ESPN. He and I have been friends for 15 years. Uh, he's actually the reason why I have a job. So I, I thank you, Teron. But uh, he he could not say enough great things about how good of a instructor and person and motivator Terrell Williams is. Now uh, the, the man runs a terrible Senior Bowl practice, but that's not what they're hiring him for. He's a guy. Uh, Teron gave him direct credit for turning Jeffrey Simmons from being a pretty good player into an All Pro, from turning Tyre Tart into a guy that's you know, earning a lot of money. Um, as a guy that was an afterthought, guys get better under him. He's a teacher, fits right in with what the Lions like to do. They like to develop talent and maximize what they've got. 
He's going to be good for it. And one of the guys that Teron said unprompted to me was like, if Levi Anzarike is ever going to be a player, Terrell Williams is going to get it out of him. Well, and they kept Glenn. Uh, his name, because of openings, you know, Seattle, Washington at the end, he was still uh, in the NFL opening conversation. And so you keep Glenn, uh, you keep Johnson. You hear, I think St. Brown said something that Johnson told him, unfinished business, that that loss still stings, that they want to go show everybody we can get past that point, win the NFC, and get to a Super Bowl. So I think that's a pretty strong offseason message and a lack of movement that helps Alliance. Absolutely. And even a couple other guys, like Tanner Engstrand was up for the offensive coordinator position in uh, in Tampa Bay. He didn't get it. Uh, he is the uh, – he's a passing game coordinator. And I believe he's a tight ends coach. No, he wasn't. Uh, Steve Hyden was the tight ends coach. There was somebody else who was also up for another position somewhere else, and all that stuff blurs for me because I was on about two hours of sleep at night in Mobile. But uh, they're, they're back. Everybody that they wanted back on their coaching staff is back. That's huge. A lot of times when you get – Teams that are having success like this, they're going to get poached away. Saw it with Philadelphia last year. Shane Steichen's in one place. You know they, they they lost a lot of assistants and they had to hire Matt Patricia to run their defense. Like mm. that's how you lose. Like the Lions don't have to go through that. And the coaching continuity it means that the message can stay the same. The guys that are here don't have to learn new terminology. They're comfortable with the coaches. They know what to expect. They know what the coaches expect of them. That's that's a very underappreciated thing, and that's not something that happens a lot with with teams that are rocketing up like this. People always want to catch on to that rising star and pull something off of it and make it their own. Lions don't have that issue this year, and that's a great development. And let's be honest, and we've seen it uh, with guys like Schwartz, Patricia. I haven't seen his value as a coordinator <laughs> or a coach. I, I don't get it. He must just really be a great interview. I don't and a good beer know. drinking buddy uh, with oh. head coaches or GMs, whatever. But everyone's not cut out. I mean, look at Belichick's assistant tree. None of them uh, no. were worthy of being head coaches. We got on Charlie Weiss. We got on the list. Eric Mangini, a guy well, who I know is a great some, guy. And some guys just, just not are better coordinators. They're just not made. Jim Schwartz, I think, has come to that realization I don't see, in life. My my view here is when I look at Johnson and Glenn, I don't see head coaches yet. I don't. I see. Good coordinators. I see a hood, I see a head coach in Aaron Glenn. I don't see it in Ben Johnson yet. And that's not again. That's not a negative directed at Ben Johnson. It's just I don't think he's ready for that level. And by the way, I think that he knows that too. That's one of the reasons why he got a little bit of a cold feet, especially in the Carolina last year, not this year, but last year when when he said I'm I'm not, I'm not I don't want all that. This guy has got a newborn at home. He's got another a, a young child at home, young family. He's making more money than he can possibly do with now. Like he's not he's not going for more money. What's, what's the difference between seven million and ten million when you've got seven million already? Like the, the, the one extra boat. Okay, your 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 boat is eight feet longer. Like that's not what he's motivated by. He and he knows he he especially knows that he's he's in a position where if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to get better offers than going to Carolina where the owner wants you to take Bryce Young and that's a poison pill that you're never going to outlive. 
feel bad for Dave Canales, who's their new head coach, because he's going to deal with Bryce Young, and that's just not going to work. And that's going to be another minimum two years. Yeah. Uh, you're going to say it, he's young and you're franchise. And, yeah. And I, I love Dave Canales. I think he's a great hire for anybody, but it's not going to work in Carolina. And, for and him. look at the Lions with their, again, their draft. That hooker will be a dependable backup. He's their number two next year. They All got right. that taken care of. They yeah. don't have to go shopping for that Done. anymore. Yeah. Hey, we were waiting on signing a backup until. They got Bridgewater. We were screaming about that all season. Remember, we were worried, we were worried about having Tim Boyle come back. Oh my god! Oh my lord! I mean, some of the people the Lions have ran through that organization, but now with Hamp, with Holmes, with Campbell, having Johnson back, Glenn, I love the pickup of Williams as defensive run coordinator. I do too, and also just D line coach. You know, you you're going to take care of golf. You have all that young talent. We went through the moves earlier in the show. It's not a major project to insert talent and have the Lions be a top four team in the NFL going into this upcoming season. I think I've seen some of the Super Bowl odds for a year from now. And the Lions are the second favorite in the NFC behind the Niners. They're right there. And they should be. They they made it, they were so close this year. So close. Mm. So close. They're going to learn. Superfly was going to Vegas too. We didn't. uh, He was going to produce. We had it set up with a backup to be in here, and he was going to Vegas the whole time and going to the Super Bowl as well. Instead, he's getting you a sandwich, (laughs) me a sub, and thanks, Brett. He's looking at us. Producer Brett's like, "When can I golf?" Almost. Look at sunshine. We see more sunshine in the last three days than we have the last two months. I'm just happy my sunburn has faded from. The I know. I see your. You know. You look, I, I saw, I, I, my skin you, you is look peeling. Like, you look like a bad David Hasselhoff. You look like like Baywatch, the senior citizen edition. Yeah, last Tuesday, you got the, skin the, the, peeling. The, I, I do. Over. I do. I know. I, I do. Almost, I almost I might, felt like we needed some. I looked at the sanitizer and said, "Is this <laughs> hand lotion or something?" He needs some aloe. Yeah, over last there. Tuesday I got fried. And Just I on had, the field watching the game. Had, had some wonderful sunglass lines. I look like a red panda I mean, you, out there. You really, you got hit yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I did. Were I, you laying by the pool and just fell asleep? I wish. No, unfortunately, we were, we were outside from about 9.30 in the morning till about 3 in the afternoon oh. in the bright sun. Not a, not a cloud in the sky. Mobile, Alabama, yeah, beautiful. No, no sunscreen. Right on the oh. show, the Woo. causeway. Oh, sweet tea. I, uh... I always enjoy going to Mobile, but I also always enjoy leaving. <laughs> Isn't that most trips, though? Yeah, definitely. Like this, I, I can only one, give me one night in Chicago. Give me not the big cities now. I can't even yeah. go. But you know, Florida. You give me a week in Florida. I'm yeah. ready to come back. Yeah, I was ready to leave Mobile. Mobile but, is nice. I've been down to Orange it's, Beach. Yeah, and the oh other yeah, side it's all right. Yeah. yeah, and like the downtown areas. The, well, so the problem this time is the Mardi Gras going on. And I, I'm not a Mardi Gras guy. I'm just not. So you weren't, you didn't stay out all night for Mardi Gras? No. And uh, actually, I got, I, we got trapped in the hotel parking lot. I couldn't get my car out. I was supposed to go out to dinner. So Three. now you're losing it because of the Mardi Gras. Yeah. Crowd. And, and so, th- so I'm like, okay, I'm stuck here. I'm going to make the best. You didn't run over a float, did you? I did not. But I, okay. I went out and I'm like, okay, I'll go catch some beads. I'll go watch this parade. And it was a bunch of people that were like, you know, Late fifties to early sixties, and they're really rich kids being obnoxious. That that was that was my Mardi Gras experience in Mobile. <laughs> and I see why he wanted to get home. In a hurry. That's not my scene. <laughs> yeah, 
I have Mama's uh, sweet tea out of, by the Causeway uh, down in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, we do have Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Facebook, Twitter, online. One of our Lions NFL insiders talking Lions offseason. We do have one final segment with Jeff uh, coming up. If you want to drop a question, Lions NFL related, uh, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. And speaking of the Lions in the NFL, if you want a shot at winning Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart from Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer, just text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. You'll be in the drawing this summer at a huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Just text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingacespirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Get everything you need for the big game with just one stop at Meyer. Kick off the party with buy one fresh from Meyer family pack chicken wings for $2.99 per pound and get one Frederick's by Meyer wing sauce free. Pick up extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Meyer party size chips for $2.99 and buy one get one 40% off Meyer meatballs. Plus, DiGiorno pizza is just $4.99. Everything for the big game is easy to get with just one stop at Meyer. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on 19 radio stations across Michigan. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere you get mobile service in the entire world. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow both on Facebook, Twitter, online. Co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can find on YouTube. Joining us, final segment, want to get his thoughts on the Niners and the Chiefs on Sunday in Vegas. I like the Niners. I think they'll look back at that first half against the Lions. They got their wake-up call. They rallied. They're hungry. I have a tough time going against Mahomes, but I think the Niners will win a close one, something like 35-31 on Sunday. What's your thought on the game? I think the... The biggest thing that I have trouble with for both teams is that the worst part of their team is the offensive line. And both teams have really good defensive lines, and I wonder if that's going to impact the quarterbacks. And if it does, it's going to impact Brock Purdy a lot more than it impacts Patrick Mahomes. Because Mahomes knows how to play with a bad offensive line. I don't think Purdy can do that if he's under a lot of pressure. So I I like the Chiefs from that. I like the Chiefs' secondary, guys like Legereus Sneed. Uh, they're they're able to go out and make plays. They can tackle pretty well. They mix things up pretty well. I think they're a smartly coached team. Not that the 49ers aren't, but I, I like the Chiefs and I like and we we when we were talking when we were talking about the the Lions playing the 49ers. You know, you got you know, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, all those weapons. Like the Chiefs don't have that, but they don't. They got they got Mahomes. And Isaiah Pacheco is the kind of guy that's going to give their light front trouble. That guy, he, he says he runs like he's he's biting kneecaps, like he he runs like he's like trying to kill you. That's that's a problem for what the 49ers try to defend because we saw David Montgomery have a lot of success. Jameer Gibbs not so much. If you can run right at that defense, their linebackers are light, their safeties are coverage guys. They're not down like. Isaiah Pacheco, if they can get any blocking at all, is going to have a big game. He would be my my prediction for Super Bowl MVP. And I think the Chiefs win a lower scoring game, like twenty to sixteen or oh, something wow. like that. Lower, well, I yeah. said thirty five, thirty one. Niners, you're going 20, 16, 27. Yeah, again, I, I think that the Chiefs. De- the defensive lines are so much better than the offensive lines on both sides of the ball that I think it's going to keep the score down. Rizzy, uh, really good stuff today, as always. People can follow uh, the Lions in the NFL. Uh, at uh, the Lions Wire, at the Draft Wire on Twitter, Lions Wire, Draft Wire on Facebook, and the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, Jeff and the crew do a solid job weekly. You can search for their Senior Bowl recap and also uh, a recap on the Lions' loss in the NFC title game and the offseason. Just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Jeffrey, uh, we'll talk soon. My pleasure. Thanks for having me in. And in regards to this show, if you miss any podcast, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. They're free and you can catch up and listen when you want to. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is time for our number three on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free web stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Talk to John Beeline momentarily. Get his thoughts on the state of Michigan basketball. Talk about Michigan State, Minnesota tonight. How many teams from the Big Ten are worthy of going to the NCAA tournament? And have the Pistons turned the corner? Coach Beeline later presented... Josh Garvey and his team at the Dorn Mayhew GR office. Tim 20 man will stop by. We'll talk about the pain from nine days ago. The Lions blowing that 24-7 halftime lead in the NFC championship game on the West Coast. The offseason for the Lions. We'll hear from Timmy uh, before we are done. If you want to join us, you can always check in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. And if you want to get in on a shot at winning Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart from Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, text IMPACT. To 21000, and you will be in the drawing later this summer at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. It's time to go talk some hoops with John Beeline each and every week. The Huge Show welcomes in the former Michigan head basketball coach. It's presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. Josh Garvey will join us on occasion most weeks in studio. He's on assignment with business obligations, so it's John and I today talking hoops. And, John, good to hear your voice again. Thanks, Huge. Good to be on. All right. Uh, Yeah, let's begin with Michigan basketball. Uh, The second halves, late in games, uh, these collapses that are becoming a regular part of this team this year. From your observation, whether it's watching the games uh, at home or your work inside the Big Ten studios on weekends what is wrong with michigan basketball right now well i think it's really hard when you um when you have you have roster changes the way that they had whether the guys that have went gone to the nba um early and then they had some transfers a few years ago that it's really hard to have that family culture you need to win when things are tough if you always you have a different roster all the time and some of that we can't control. Uh, but it's, it's really hard. It's, 
this league, this league is they got really good coaches in this league, probably as good a 14 coaches as there are right now coaching in these teams and, and teams are hungry and you better be ready to play and hold it together when they make their runs uh, to win. And Michigan's flat out not doing that right now. And they have to, they have, they have, you know, they have tough, really tough schedule. Next six games are all NCAA type of teams and three of them are on the road. They got their work cut out for them. Uh, and they just got to, they got to find ways to do it. Somebody's got to grab those guys and get them together. Uh, whether it's the team, whether it's the coaches, whoever it is, because uh, it can't continue like this. John Beeline joining us on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Dorn Mayhew each and every Tuesday. Uh, let's talk about the, the second half collapses by this Michigan team this year, late in game or games, plural, trouble. How important is it as a coach, as a, a former NBA and a college coach, we hear the words halftime adjustments. Then we talk about uh, strategy late in ball games in the final two, three minutes. Uh, take us inside uh, halftime for you uh, in game. How important is this strategy when it comes to college basketball? Well, it's, it's very important, but I think the most important thing is that you're developing that strategy all year long. That it's not, you can't go into a halftime and change everything you're doing. But if you really work at, with your team throughout the starting October, uh, about what we do in certain situations, how we adjust in the middle of games, and you continue to do that in practice throughout the year, um, it's much easier to do this. And then you have to have great leadership, uh, both from the staff and, to the uh, if, and the players themselves, that when you you go in that second half, and it's kind of I would always say when we're up at half, to my assistants, they're going to make a run at some point. Even though we're up seventeen and a half, they're going to make a run. We have to be ready to handle it and handle it well. What can what what can we do if that happens? So you're trying to prepare your staff more to be ready. My half times were very very much just teaching. And not overreacting too much, but teaching what what's what could be expected, and then go from there. So um, the this point guard thing they have with there's a point guard one day not on the road. It's I think it's the football. If JJ McCarthy was the quarterback one weekend, then he wasn't the quarterback, and he was. Uh, it, that is a hard thing to negotiate for everybody, the team, the coaching staff. Uh, I'm not sure how it all happened, but that's that puts another really big hardship on the team. John Beeline joining us on the Huge Show across Michigan, former Wolverine head coach each and every week. Uh, he checks in with Josh Garvey and myself, courtesy of Dorn Mayhew. Who, who was the best out of all of your – every single team you've ever coached, who that you coached against – who was the best at halftime adjustments, late in game uh, strategy? Who would be the all-time great coaches you went up against? Well, the, I think we found the best in the Big Ten. But if I go back to the Big East, when I was in the Big East, I mean, you had you had Hall of Famers all over the place. Jim Calhoun at Connecticut, Jim Beheim at Syracuse were were really really good. Um, there was there was there was great coaches everywhere. Al Skinner was at Boston College. Always did a wonderful job. Um, it was it was always tough to beat those teams. 
because of the coach. The coaches just didn't have a game plan and stick with it. They would change throughout the game. And then in our league, it's all the coaches you still see or, or, you know, between from Bo Ryan who, le- who left on his own, but then Tom Izzo and, uh, and Matt Painter and the, uh, just tremendous guys at, co- at coaching, preparing a team for a game and then adjusting throughout the game. John Beeline joining us on the huge show. We talk hoops each and every Tuesday uh, during the 5 p.m. hour. If you ever have a hoops question for us, drop it at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. So what's the quick fix? Because I agree with you. Michigan with a point guard on uh, home games, uh, not on the road, the transfer portal, flipping rosters. I I don't know how you create culture, chemistry, when you're bringing in so much. And we've seen it fail in football. It didn't work for Mel Tucker uh, the last two years he was at Michigan State. It's one thing to watch with this transfer portal now prevalent throughout college sports that if you're bringing in more than – Two guys, especially basketball. If you're if you're bringing in three starters and you're flipping rosters, or a guy has worked hard for two or three years yeah. uh, with you, and then he's getting his job taken away by a guy who's been on campus one month, I don't know how coaches deal with that. Yeah, it, it's it's very hard. You, my my thought is with this transfer portal. I think I think um, young men are much more and women are much more apt if they're just on a team and there is not a great culture there that makes it really feel like a family, then they're going to be more apt to leave. But if they, it's hard to leave your family. And that's why you have to be so intentional about building this culture from the summer before all the way through of how you do things. And if you do things the right way all year long, it will. I mean, I'm talking every step of the way with great integrity. It works. If you don't, if there's holes here and holes there, your team looks like Swiss cheese during the season. And so that's what makes it hard. And today, even with with the transfer portal, the ones that do come in, because we had great transfers now. We had Charles Matthews. We had Duncan Robinson that all came in that were transfers. But when they walked in, they walked into a culture that taught them. No, that's that's how we do it here at, at Michigan. It's not you could have done that other place. We don't do that here, and we do this here, and that's why it's so important. And yeah, we had some kids transfer away at times, but I don't think a lot. And you got to retain those guys that are really good. Hopefully, some will go pro, and that's a good thing if they're good enough. But then the other ones that the Muhammad Ali Abdul Rahman, who just stuck around and stuck around, and all of a sudden he's as good a guard as there is in the Big Ten. You know, Duncan Robinson, he started, he, he came off the bench. He started, he came off the bench. Now he's a just an elite NBA player. You got to get kids that will stick in there, and that has a lot to do with recruiting too. John, I'm telling you right now, between name, image, and likeness, money, re-recruiting your own players. Uh, you look at transfer portal, or if you get graduation or guys that leave coming and going, I think it's across the board, especially in the two big money sports at the college level, football and basketball. A lot of these coaches are getting out. They're just getting out. That That is way too much to deal with, even with the amount of money they can make coaching a college team. Well, I think there's we got to be careful on that, Huge, because some people are getting out because they've been coaching, like Nick Saban's been coaching a long time. 
and it's time for he, he wants to get out. And and he, he, does this add to it? Maybe, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just like guys. I'm just gonna. I'll know when it's time. But it, what I think the bigger issue. It's so time consuming, and the guys that are up there in age that have already acquired some type of um, good fortune of wealth that they basically say, you know what, I want to enjoy this someday. I, I'm going to coast. I think people would rather retire too early than too late. And that, that's, that's probably uh, what people will do more now, and which speaks to what you just talked about. But it's still, I'm watching these, you know, being the Big Ten uh, Network, watching these stadiums be full and the excitement in some of these games. And um, college basketball can get through it. But I think we do have to develop uh, a plan that works, that, that really helps to keep people, uh, student-athletes, at one place longer so that they can experience the ups and downs that really are part of life. John Beeline joins us each and every Tuesday on the Huge Show, presented by Dorn Mayhew. Let's move on from Michigan, talk about Tom Izzo and Michigan State. Had a strong uh, second half. Uh, they get Minnesota uh, tonight, a uh, strong yeah. second half against Maryland. I'm looking at this team, and I'm like, uh, you know, they look like a tournament team now. I, I, I'm not going to put them in the category of being able to win it, but they could win some games in the NCAA yeah, yeah. tournament. Where are you at right now on Izzo and the Spartans? Well, they better be careful tonight. In, they're at Minnesota, correct? And, yeah. and the, I, this kid, Isaiah, or, uh, Elijah Hawkins, is as we have some elite point guards in this league. Elite. This this young man has been amazing. Uh, he's leading the he's leading the country a second with Braden Smith to assist. He can he can run a team. They were down ten nothing the other or by ten points twenty seven seventeen with two minutes to go in the first half the other day against Northwestern. He either scored or assisted on all ten points in two minutes, and all of a sudden it's tied and it allowed. Minnesota really win that game. So they, they, they Tom's had a great, or the, the Michigan State has had a great success at Minnesota, I think, over the years. This is going to be a tough one for them, and everyone will be. But I think they, the schedule was not, the Big Ten schedule was not good to them early. And now it's evening off a little bit. And um, I, I think they're going to win a lot, lot more games this year. Because they seem to be coming together as a team and realizing the league, is, the, the league, you have to be ready for every game and play your heart out, or you're going to get disappointed some nights. State and Minnesota in Minneapolis tipping off tonight at 9 p.m. Michigan time. And, yeah, with Izzo, his tournament experience, the seniors on that team, the younger players getting better, finding the right rotation. If they just play consistent 40 minutes of basketball, I think they possibly could be a Sweet 16 team. Uh, John, uh, the Big Ten, speaking of the tournament, uh, how many teams look NCAA Selection Sunday worthy from the Big Ten? Well, there's, there's, there's about four that are really obviously locks that are really good. But I think right now, if I, if I think about this, it, that um, Minnesota and Nebraska – Nebraska right there, but Minnesota's creeping up. Nebraska's there. Northwestern, they're they're not, you know, like right there. But it's got. I don't want to put a number on it, but I think it depends on the next eight games. There's teams like Minnesota, Iowa, 
uh, who am I forgetting there? That's in the middle of that pack. Northwestern, I think, is safe to get in. I'm not. This is not a forte of mine. Indiana, all the teams that are like five and five, four and five, they just put together and go win six of their last eight. They're going to get in because the Iowa right now has has they got some tough games. They sh- they have to win now that aren't great teams, and then they play three ranked teams down the stretch. So there's plenty of time for people to get in, uh, but they got to beat the good teams because they're not going to get in on their preseason. So it could be five or six. It could be eight. I don't know. I think that's going to be determined in this next this month of February. Yeah, looking at Purdue, they're playing for a one seed. I think they're worthy of a one seed. What is it, six top 15 wins? Illinois is a lock for the tournament. I think Wisconsin – uh, Northwestern, you know, they're six and five. They yeah. got to finish strong. You know, state has a shot. You know, they could end up, you know, finishing second in the conference if they keep it rolling. Yep. Can win at Minnesota tonight. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about Iowa being worthy of the tournament. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to have to win eight out of ten or right. something. Yeah, and exactly. Then, and then win in the tournament. Right. Yeah. Win, win in the tournament. Right. Win a couple at the Big Ten tournament. That's where it could be key for some of these fringe teams. All right, before I let you go, uh, Pistons, you know, playing some better basketball. Uh, Monty Williams finding a rotation minus uh, major minutes for Killian Hayes. He's not happy with that. Uh, Your thoughts on where the Pistons are at right now? Well, I like the move that didn't Gallinari and Mike Muscala was big because they don't have enough shooting. Shooting, 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 shooting. All right. And I think you saw that in our teams. That's. The athleticism is huge, uh, but so is shooting. And they they adding that stretches things of just a little bit. Getting Monte Morris, Flint's own Monte Morris out there should help him too, but he's got to find some minutes because Sasser's playing better. And now Ivy and Cunningham got to get used to playing next to each other too at times because both of them have been ball dominant, and rightfully so, but now they're together. They both can't be ball dominant. So uh, I, what we got to make sure is what happens there is Ivy will get an outlet and, and then Cade might be looking for the ball instead of running a lane. Cade might get the ball and Jaden might be looking for the ball instead of running a lane. They have to put pressure on the defense by really playing off, be ready to play off the ball. So they're playing better. There's no question about it, but they're going on a tough road trip right now of five or six games in in a week before the all-star game. That is really going to be tough for them. Uh, But that's the NBA and they got to go and get better through it all. But I do like the trends that I'm seeing, but still um, they're, they're, they're six and something, and that's not really good. No. Six and 44. Six and 43 uh, right now. Six and 43. I've never seen her. You know, and being in the NBA the last three years, I've never seen a record like this yet. Yeah. Worst in, um, worst it, in the yeah. NBA by four games. We'll see uh, what happens. We'll yeah. talk to you coming up next week, Coach. Great basketball conversation as always. And people listening, remember John Beeline in the Big Ten Network Studios on the weekends uh, through the end of the college basketball season. Coach, man, you take care. Uh, it's awesome having you on statewide. All right. Thanks very much. All right. See you, Huge. All right. Back at you. John Beeline joins us each and every week with Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder 
from Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office and also presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. Our worldwide headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Michigan State men's basketball is moving up in the Big Ten standings with nine league games remaining to play, but this is a challenging week. The Spartans at Minnesota Tuesday night at home against Illinois on Saturday. Minnesota had Michigan State tied with a few minutes to play in the Breslin Center but couldn't pull it out. This could be a revenge game, right? And Minnesota has been tough at home. And Illinois has already defeated Michigan State once, and now one of its better players is back in the lineup. If the Spartans are going to get proper seating for another run in the NCAA tournament, winning as many of these final nine games, all crucial in the schedule, is going to be key. And Tyson Walker's a bit nicked up. They've got to get him healthy and keep him going. Huge here for my good friends from Urban U. Now, they are Michigan's most trusted med spa. Four locations across the state. One in Northville, three in the West Michigan area. And we have a huge giveaway from our friends at Urban U. Nicole told me about healthy skin as a mirror of a healthy body. Urban U Skin Health Giveaway will be one Glow 2 Facial Oxygen Hydration plus one Skin Vibe Treatment, the first and only injectable facial rejuvenation treatment designed to add hydration directly into the skin with results that last up to six months. Now, this prize would be for Valentine's Day for a couple. You can win it. Just be listening to The Huge Show for your cue to call and be lucky caller 14 and you'll qualify for that couples package from Urban U. Four locations, one in Northville, three in West Michigan. For the one close to you, go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone. From Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new Food District. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Tuesday broadcast, Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. He tells me Tim 20 man, DetroitLions.com columnist, insider. When it comes to Lions in the NFL, he's standing by on the roast Umberg Coffee guest line. How you doing, Timmy? Good, Huge. How are you? I'm doing good. When did you, after the NFC Championship, 
gut-wrenching loss. What was that? Did you fly back with the team? Did you fly in your own, the locker room? When things settled down, people had left the stadium. What, what was that vibe like? Yeah, you know, I was actually flying separate from the um, on that trip, um, but certainly the locker room afterward, and you could see it on Dan Campbell's face at, and the press conference immediately after the game was devastation, right? I mean, you let one slip through your hands. You had a terrific opportunity to, to be the big story this week, um, you know, and, and just all three phases kind of went south in the second half. They've been so good all year of avoiding that, right? If one unit was playing very well, another one picked them up, and just for that 30 minutes, uh, they couldn't get out of their own way. And so it was heartbreaking. Um, you could kind of still sense it, you know, the, the next day in the locker room as guys were cleaning out their locker. But, you know, as Brad Holmes said this week, it, he didn't view this as a one-off or a Cinderella. Uh, they built this thing to, to be sustainable. And you look at the core they have, you look at the pieces they have coming back. You've got all the coordinators coming back. I think this is certainly something they believe in Allen Park. They can run back next year. Yeah, and the thing I took from Holmes and his comments uh, yesterday, Tim, is that I heard the frustration. And I, I don't think anybody thought that was a one and done and, oh, my God, we're never going back there and they're not built uh, to win. I think Brad, like a lot of people inside the Lions organization, outside of it, uh, longtime fans, even like myself, where you're just – it's nine days in now. It's a tough one uh, to let go of. Uh, I look at the positives, you know, Ben Johnson staying, Glenn staying. I, I look at the youth. I've never seen an NFL team have this much youth contributing that deep into the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I didn't buy that anybody thought it was a Cinderella story or a one-off. I thought Holmes, like everybody, uh, just frustrated. And it's one of those things where it's going to take some time uh, if it ever does get out of our system and – it's an off season where unfinished business like Ben Johnson staying uh, that that can be a theme right along with grit, unfinished business and drive this team during this off season. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and I think the, one of the real pop and, and I was reminded by this the other day when the team on, uh, on, on Twitter released a photo of the, of the guys at the pro bowl. And I looked at that and, and I thought, wow, the veteran in that picture is a third year player, you know, Sewell and St. Brown. And, you know, you had Gibbs in there, you had Laporta in there, you know, I was, you know, Penny Sewell and Frank rag now isn't there and, right. and Hutch. Yeah. Hutch. And then, you know, Goff and, and Reese Maven and right now weren't even there, you know, and, that to me is you, you just got a lot of really young talent and guys like Gibbs and guys like the Porter are going to be even better next year. And, and just with Brad's history of, of, you know, getting young talent in the draft and then adding some kind of key free agents. I, I just think they're going to reload. And, and I think they're going to be one of the teams to be in the NFC again next year. And I think that's got to be the really encouraging part through obviously the disappointment of, of what happened a week ago. Yeah, the encouraging sign is it's not like they're 10 players away. I think most uh, who have followed the Lions, media and fans, would say some depth on the defensive line, uh, an edge rusher opposite Hutch to take away some of the double teams and schemes against him, uh, a shutdown corner, and some depth on the offensive line. A lot of questions out there. They didn't stay healthy all year. I thought Fraley and what the Lions were able to do through all those injuries is one of the great untold stories of this season. 
So you're you're looking at players either through free agency, which you'll get to that in early March, the draft in Detroit uh, at the end of April, which will be special. Uh, it, it's not a long list for the Lions to reload. No, not at all. And and I think the big one there is you mentioned on defense, you know, finding that corner, um, you know, finding another after finding maybe an, another guy to, to place inside and next next to Lee McNeil, um, and you're off and running. You know, you look at the talent disparity a little bit, offense versus defense, and I think Brad Holmes saw that too, and I think it's going to be his focus. You know, to you, know, you mentioned the interior offensive line, and that's an important one to remember, and I think, you know, you got to remember Jonah Jackson and uh, Graham Glasgow, both free agents. So that's something, you know, he talked about this week of continuing to reload. He's not going to overlook that. Maybe somewhere high in the in the twenties in the draft. It's usually where you get great value with an interior guys, so they could go that route. But certainly, he's going to add to this defense. I think you know this offense is explosive, top five in league in rushing, top five in league in passing. You can't really ask much more. Um, and, and I think he knows the focus is going to be on defense. They're really stopping the run, but but against the pass, they've got to get better. And I think that's going to be the focus with an edge rusher to help Aiden and, and another cornerback. Will they get a deal done with golf before free agency begins? I would expect one. You know, all indications, you know, are that way. Um, you know, especially from you know Campbell's side and and um, Holmes' side, and, and just the value that they know golf brings. He's still only 29 years old. He's coming off a Pro Bowl season. Um, I think that gets done at some point. I, I thought it'd be cool if they could get it done here during Super Bowl week. It'd be a really nice deflection off of. Uh, what uh, the Lions fans are going through. And, and then you have Sewell, who at the end of the season was as good as any offensive lineman in pro football. St. Brown uh, deserves to get paid. Could there be a surprise name who was a contributor for the Lions this past season that won't be there when they kick off the season this fall? Oh, that'll be an interesting, uh, you know, CJ Gardner Johnson. I think they've got to make a decision there. You know, obviously what was, you know, slated to play a big role, got hurt early. And then that allowed a Fatu Malafano to kind of step in and, and emerge as a player. You know, he was able to stay healthy. You look at Kirby Joseph at safety too, you know, again, another season with, with, with four picks played really good football. And you got Brian Branch, who is going to be your nickel. So kind of, you know, where does C.J. Gardner-Johnson fit into that mix? He's a a really good player, really talented guy, um, a playmaker. But, you know, at the end of the season, they were rotating three safeties. And do they want to continue to do that with what they might have to pay them? I think that maybe is is one that that could surprise people. Branch is so good, man. I know he played less than 50% of the snaps, and a lot of that was based on schemes on the Niners offensive side, but that, that dude's just a playmaker, man. I think he's, he's, I call him little Ronnie lot right now. He's so good against a run on getting in there quick. Uh, he's a big hitter playmaker uh, can cover. Uh, I, I just love branch. You, you start thinking about branch and Laporta and Gibbs and Gibbs to me was the best rookie running back uh, in the NFL. You look at Jamo's maturation again, another story. A lot of people haven't talked about, how far that guy came in season this year for the Lions? Yeah, and I wrote about that this this week actually on DetroitLions.com. If, if somebody wants to check that out, I, I talked to a couple guys, Jared Goff and, and Khalif Raymond, who talked about all the work that JMO did, you know, behind the scenes that not, not a lot of people saw. And look, Khalif Raymond is one of the hardest workers on this team, and in that room right there with St. Brown, and for him to talk about. Um, 
you know, the, the, the way that JMO put his head down and went to work, I, I would uh, I would suggest people go read that one because it was pretty interesting and it might open your eyes a little bit on JMO. Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com, Lions Insider. You can read that JMO story and more in season, out of season, off season, getting ready for the combine, the draft, well, free agency before uh, the draft uh, in Detroit. What do you think this uh, draft means? Uh, off this great season, Lions getting to the NFC Championship game, even blowing that 24-7 halftime lead. It, it's kind of a great way to cap off this past year and also launch the 2024 season. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement. Um, and, and I expect it to be you know, a great atmosphere downtown. It doesn't get a lot of credit for for the downtown that it has. I think it's one of the best around, and uh, they're going to be able to showcase it. They've got some terrific events. I know there's going to be some concerts attached to it, and a whole bunch of stuff. So it'll be a fun time, and and yeah, it'll be an opportunity for Detroit to get to show off, and for Detroit fans um, to show out too. And if you know if this year's any indication, the way they um, filled Ford Field, the way they traveled on the road. Uh, you know, the NFL should expect a, a, a great turnout and a fun atmosphere for the weekend. Yeah, speaking of uh, turnout, this is my prediction, Tim. If the Niners win on Sunday, which I think they will, I believe the NFL kickoff game will be revenge slash rematch Lions at the Niners to start the season. Ooh, that could be a fun one. That could be a fun one. I don't know if they'd want to do that to Detroit two years in a row. I know it was really successful, but to ask Detroit to go on the road against the Super Bowl champion two years in a row, that's a that's a tough card to deal a team. But it certainly would be would be a fun one. And you always want to catch a team early than you do late. So yeah, that, that could be a, that could be an interesting one. one. Well, uh, look at the Lions' TV ratings. Uh, they were a part of the best TV ratings the league has seen in decades in their primetime appearances and, and the offseason. So they announce a schedule. They could leak that game the week of the draft in Detroit, which is, again, I'm looking at storylines. Then they leak. That will be the season opener. And think about what May, June, July, and August will be like for the Lions Nation, knowing that they're kicking off the season again against the defending Super Bowl champs and a team they led 24-7. My Lord, that is four months of pure <laughs> PR gold, Timmy. That is, and then don't forget, too, I think this year they announced yesterday, I think it was, that the Eagles are going to play in Brazil, and that game's going to be on Friday. So I think there's a Thursday-Friday to kick off the, year, the the season this year with the Friday game being the Eagles in Brazil. So, yeah, it'll, it'll, be, a, it'll be a fun first weekend for sure. Yeah, last time the Eagles were in Brazil, uh, Don Henley put on a great show. He was awesome in Sao Paulo. Uh, Tim, 20 minutes. You're, 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 you're aging yourself a little Thank bit. You, I don't care anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get over the 24-7 halftime lead, Tim. I'm on my American <laughs> Airlines app. I'm planning. I would have been out in Vegas for a complete week. I had a setup for to be on someone's box for the game, doing my show. Six shows would have been all this week and the Monday after. Oh, my God. I'm, hey, I hear you. I'm right there, too. It would have been fun. But, you know, sometimes you uh, th- th- there's a path and a journey to get where you want to go. And this just so happens to be Detroit. Not a lot of times you see a team go from nine wins 
to, you know, 14 and, and, you know, the Super Bowl. You know, sometimes you have to have a tough loss. You have to have some adversity along the way to, to, to teach you how to get over the hump. And you got to hope that that's the lesson Detroit learned this year. And they're much better for it. Hashtag unfinished business. There you go. There you go. There you go. Grit. I, I appreciate grit. I had a great run. The new hashtag unfinished business. Timmy, uh, enjoy whatever downtime you get, maybe an hour or two during the offseason, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. That's about right, too. All right. Thank you, my man. There's Tim 20, man, Detroit Lions. Columnist insider when it comes to Lions in the NFL, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Great shot. Get ready for a fantastic season of golf at the West Michigan Golf Show. Look for amazing deals on the newest equipment and apparel. Discover local courses and golf getaways throughout Michigan and the U.S. Play the hole-out challenge, closest to pin contest, and $10,000 long putt. Junior golfers get in free and play the family fun zone. The Golf Show, coming February 9 through 11, DeVos Place, Grand Rapids. Special price Friday tickets at westmichigangolfshow.com. Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'll be broadcasting live from DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. The West Michigan Golf Show is back Friday through Sunday, and I'll be doing a huge long drive contest at the Long Drive Simulator hosted by Event Swings. Anyone who beats my drive will qualify to win an overnight stay and golf for four at the world-famous Tullymore Golf Resort. If you can beat my huge drive this weekend at the West Michigan Golf Show in downtown GR. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right, we'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. 
Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart destination on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of GR. And people are coming from everywhere to see the Lomas Lions Yamaha golf cart. And Lomas, I know you love this cart. Oh, my goodness, man. Look, everybody, like you say, is a showstopper. Everybody walks by, they stop, they look at it, it's outfitted. With the Lions logos everywhere on it, this Lions colors is made for a big fella like me. Hey, it's all it's all it's cracked up to be huge. Now, Drew told me Lomas that they sold six custom Lomas Brown Lions golf carts in three days at the recent Grand Rapids RV show, and he said the Lions Nation going crazy over this cart. Anybody can get the Lions cart uh, made exactly like Lomas, custom designed by. Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, north of GR, but they service uh, the entire state. And Lomas, there'll be a couple chances coming up for the fans to meet you and myself at Outdoor Rama in Detroit at the Suburban Collection Showplace. We'll be back there. That will be the weekend of February 22nd through the 25th and the ultimate outdoor show in Grand Rapids, March 7th through the 10th. And you'll be there for a time that will announce at a later date at the Impact Power Sports booth. So those are pretty cool situations. And what I love, Lomas, is how you interact with all the people that come up to you. Well, it's fun. I mean, it's fun interacting with the people. What they're coming to see is that cart. I'm just, I just happen to be standing next to it. But that cart drives their attention there. And we're having fun, man. It's been a great year with the Lions. And it's just been a ride, huge. It really has been this year. Yeah, you can find out more about those Yamaha golf carts and getting your own custom golf cart for your neighborhood, for your business, for the lake house, uh, for the golf club. Uh, just stop by and see Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. They service the entire state or look for them on Facebook. And also Impact Power Sports is the largest Avaton e-bike dealer in West Michigan. All models are available Find out more at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford or look for Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports on Facebook. They love Lomas. We love Lomas. Lomas, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks, my good man. Speaking of golf carts, you won't need one for the huge two-man scramble February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Ada Indoor Country Club off of Pettis in Ada, here on the west side of the state. Now, it's open to the first 30 twosomes who sign up. Only 25 bucks a golfer. First place, you'll get a membership, you and your teammate, to the Ada Indoor Country Club, which is open to the public. They feature three simulator rooms. It really is a cool place on the east side of GR and Ada. Second place, you'll get your money back. So what you need to do is go to adaindoorgolf.com. You'll see the contact button. You can sign up your twosome. Only 25 bucks per golfer. Friday night tee times, Saturday and Sunday, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. That will be at the Ada Indoor Country Club on Pettis. It's open to the public. Uh, you can reserve one of the rooms. They got the practice simulators and more and get ready 
for outdoor golf at the Ada Indoor Country Club at the huge two-person scramble. There'll be beverages for sale. You'll have access to food and more. It'll be a pretty cool time. Superfly and myself are playing. Just go to adaindoorgolf.com to get your two-person team in. It is limited just because of tee times and space. The first 30 twosomes. Simple and easy. Go to adaindoorgolf.com, click on the contact button, and see it for yourself, man. Really cool uh, simulators. The most real ones I've ever played. I love the practice simulator that gives you photos, side shot, front shot of your swing. Really helps you. And as the snow is melting, we're all thinking of outdoor golf, but a great place to fine-tune your game indoors at the Ada Indoor Country Club. On Pettis, east side of GR, the two-person huge scramble. Again, do I have those dates right? Superfly, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can make your tea time. You'll get paired up uh, with another twosome, and it'll be fun. Like I said, they'll have adult beverages for sale. You'll have access to food. Sign your twosome up today at adaindoorgolf.com. That is adaindoorgolf.com. Big. Bad. Huge.